Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. God bless you guys. You know, and that, that's not the only thing we have here. We, we, we have also um, uh, Gerardo and, and Denise are celebrating their anniversary. <clears throat> It's actually their first anniversary, and, uh, and this guy's a world changer. Let's, let's watch what he did for his wife right here. I'm, I'm going to pull it out of the bag here. Let's go ahead and watch what Jerry gave his wife for her anniversary. You guys enjoy this. Dios creó los cielos, la tierra con sus plantas, el agua, los océanos, toda la tierra Dios creó. Pero lo más hermoso que Dios hizo, eres tú mi princesa. No me canso de mirar tu mágica sonrisa que me da vida cada día. Estando a tu lado, soy el hombre más feliz del mundo. Tu presencia es como un amanecer en mi vida. Me gusta cuando bailas, cuando ríes, cuando cantas, cuando haces cosas para verme reír. <ríe> en fin, que todo en ti me gusta. Gracias por tu paciencia, por tu amor y dedicación a mi vida. Por eso, un día como hoy, en un altar, juré ante Dios amor eterno, para jamás separarnos. Siempre te amaré, cuidaré. Por eso, ni el tiempo ni la distancia podrán con nuestro amor. Hoy quiero decirte que siempre estaré a tu lado por el resto de mi vida. Feliz aniversario, mi amor. Good job.
Uh, in this church, we believe that you teach by what you live. You don't teach by what you know up here. You teach by what you express. And, and so we're going to make Geraldo our teacher on how to celebrate uh, marriage and our wives. And also, if you're here today with your wife, if you're not, too bad. Let's go ahead and turn to our wives and give her a kiss because I'm just inspired this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our God is good. He's an awesome God. Um, I tell you, there comes the sound man here. I'm not going to miss that opportunity. Our God is a faithful. Let me tell you an experience. The first, first time I walked into church and I saw this happening 30 years ago, I said, these people are a bunch of liars. They don't live like this. I promise you that's what was going through my thoughts. And let me just tell you this morning, we live like this all the time. This is the reality of God's presence in our lives. And so that's why we don't want to leave this place. We don't want to leave our fellowship and communion with God. And, and so we can continue. Our sons and our daughters, our grandchildren, are going to grow up to desire to serve the God of their fathers. We want to do life like our father showed us in his presence, um, the peace, the goodness of God. This morning, I also want to take an opportunity to introduce to Spring of Life a, a personal friend of mine. Uh, pastor Juan Carlos del Valle. He's a pastor here in, in the city of Doral. Uh, we've been having fellowship now for over a year and a half, two years. And um, he's a pastor of Iglesia Vida International. And I'm going to ask him to come forward and just to say hello to the church. Um, he wanted to also join us for our celebration. Uh, a lot of the local community pastors um, also sent their regards. Come on up here, Pastor. Um, let's give him a big hand and a warm welcome. Him and, him and his wife, Kim, uh, Kim and, and their children are world changers. These guys are powerhouse. And one of the things the Lord has to do with a powerhouse, he has to keep them in the desert to grind them down a little bit. Because if they were to come out in the full glory, like Moses when he came down from the mountain, the Bible says people couldn't even see his face because the radiant glory of God would just really be too bright for people to be able to see. So the Lord had to cover Moses' face. And this is one of those men that is like this. God has had to keep him in a dark place for a season. But you guys remember uh, Pastor Juan Carlos del Valle because he's a world changer. God's going to use him mightily. His wife, Kim, they're passionate about God. And uh, so we thank, and it's an honor for us to have him here this morning. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for being with us. Well, I just want to say thank you. I uh, met Pastor Joaquin. I'm a... Uh, for some reason, I love the man. He's got a great heart. And um, uh, I've been fellowshipping with him for about a year. And um, other than he's a very smart guy, he's an attorney. Uh, he's got a heart for God. And uh, I think that we live in a connection world. And one of the greatest things in life is when you connect with great people. You know, great people, they will take you to great places. And I think that you're very blessed. I will not say fortunate because we're not fortunate people. We're not lucky. We're blessed. Uh, but you're a very blessed congregation to have a man that really has a heart for God. And I've said over the years that it's not about how hard you try, it's about how much you yield. And uh, he's a man that has yielded to the Lord, and that really means a lot to me. Uh, the first time we met, uh, I told my wife, you know, uh, it's hard to find people that love God, but at the same time uh, have a desire to do something practical in a way that uh, really builds the kingdom in a tangible way that you can touch it, that goes beyond the empirical. Uh, but becomes tangible. And I want to say that again, that I really treasure his friendship. And I believe that you guys are going to increase and multiply. 
Uh, you're going to do exploits. You're going to do great things. You have been anointed, separated, sent by God. And all I want to do is I want to encourage you to really love the man, love the church, be loyal and faithful. Loyalty is a great thing. Faithfulness is a wonderful thing. And I believe that we're approaching a time in history where we're going to see great events in this world. And the darker it gets out there, the brighter it's going to get in your life. Amen. So do not Amen. be ashamed. God has not called you to change the world. I mean, I, would, I don't mean that in a contradiction. He just called you not to allow this culture, this secularism to change you. But be just testimony. Hay un himno en español que dice, brilla en el sitio donde estés. Everywhere you go, you shine. And I love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I pray that you guys will continue to be strong and walk in the path of the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. You know, um, you judge a man and his ministry by the fruit. Jesus says, by the fruit you will know them. And um, this morning when... When um, my oldest son, Nick, came into my office and I introduced him to Pastor Del Valle, he goes, do you have two sons, uh, Caleb and, and Joshua? And he goes, yeah, I have those two sons. He goes, I know your sons and they're faithful boys. And he goes, how do you know my sons? He goes, because they used to go to Westwood Christian a couple years ago and uh, Nick was having a Bible study, a prayer time, and those two boys would be the only ones that would show up faithfully. And so you see that, that this thing has passed down not only in his life and his wife's life, but their children are capturing that faithfulness to the Lord. And so even while I didn't know that Nick knew his sons, but uh, everything is going to be revealed in time and season. Amen? And so uh, a lot of times we don't, we don't understand who's taking notice, but, but God is taking notice. Um, you know, the, the church on Sunday night surprised me with, uh, with a, a very incredible gift. Um, the church has gifted us a car, uh, not only a car, but a high-end, uh, incredible, fascinating, excellent car. Um, now, um, I was blown away. I was really blown away by the generosity and the kindness. Uh, this week, a lot of people have really shown, uh, uh, poured forth the appreciation. I mean, I'm, I've been... I've been overwhelmed by the generosity and the kindness and, and the appreciation um, that far surpasses anything that I can really say I've experienced. Um, this morning, uh, I want to use this as a, as a measure of encouragement because a lot of times we don't understand that, that God, um, usually we're looking for a reward in what we do. We're looking for appreciation. We're looking for somebody to acknowledge, somebody to credit us with what we have done. I want to tell you that even last week before I got the car, I was having a conversation with uh, Gerardo and uh, Denise's husband. And I was telling him because he was going through some hardships. And, and I wonder what I told him last week and then became a reality in my life Sunday night. And then you this morning, I want you to understand um, let's go to the book of Esther, chapter 6, um, and verse 1. And, and this I, I, I say by way of testimony. Uh, there was a time, the Bible says, in the book of Esther, chapter 6, verse 1, that night the king could not sleep. And so, so one was commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, everything being written down, everything being chronicled. Um, and they were read before the king. 
He says, bring my journals out. I, I want to read the things that have occurred. In verse 2, it says like this, and it was found written. There was, some, there was a little section written. It was written that Mordecai had told of uh, Big Thana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on the king. Um, he disclosed, he did a, a courageous act of revealing a murder plot. And those things were, were written down there. And nothing had ever been done to reward Mordecai. Nothing had been done to acknowledge what he had done for the king. And I, I want to suggest that many of the things that we're doing for God, nobody's taking notice. But my friend, I want to tell you, it's being written down. Everything that no one sees that you're doing for Jesus Christ and for the kingdom of God, those things are being written down. Your faithfulness to God. Things that nobody claps you for, applauds you, um, is able to reward you with. And it says in verse 3 that as the king read this, the king said, What honor, what dignity has been given or bestowed upon Mordecai for what he has done? And the king's servants who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. He hasn't been Given acknowledgement, appreciation, reward, commendation, nothing's been done. Verse 4. So the king said, who is in the court? And now Haman, and you know Haman was wanting to kill Mordecai. So this is a picture of those people that wish not only that you not get rewarded and commended and acknowledged and appreciated. These are the people that want to destroy you. People that have spoken ill of you. People that want to erase your memory. People that wish that you would now go forward. It says, it was Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest that the king hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. The devil, the enemies have prepared everything for your demise. Every demon in hell wants to come against you. And so there he comes into the king's court. And the Bible says that the devil is accusing the brethren day and night before the throne of God. Look what he did wrong. Look what he deserves. Look what he should happen. But the king's favor is uh, directed in another direction. Verse 5 it says. Let's go to verse 5 please. And the king's servant said to Haman. Haman is standing in the court. And the king said let him come in. Let the enemy come in. And he asked him a question in verse 6. He says, so Haman came in and the king asked him, what shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? And Naaman thought in his heart, whom would the king like to honor more than me? I want to give a description of what would be written towards those who are walking in a manner that honors the king. In verse 7, he says, And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delights to honor, verse 8, let him be uh, dressed in royal robe, which the king wears, and a horse which the king has ridden. Back in those days, you know that the kings would ride white horses, and they were the most incredible horses, which has a royal crest placed on his head, let a crown be put on his head. Verse 9. And tell, and let this 
His, this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of the one king, uh, king's most noble princess, that he may array, array the man whom the king delights to honor, then parade him on horseback through the city square in the marketplace. Let everybody see the manifestation of the king upon this man and proclaim before him, this shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. As he gave him the full description of what he was to do, verse 10 says, It shall be done in this manner. The king said to Haman, Hurry and take the robe and the horse as you have suggested and do so for Mordecai the Jew who sits within the king's gate and leave nothing undone of all that you have spoken. Verse 11. So Haman took the robe and the horse, arrayed Mordecai, and led him on horseback through the city square and proclaimed him before, he, he would walk before him saying, this is how God, this how it shall be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. I want to encourage you this because as I woke up this morning, uh, I really felt the Lord saying, um, what happened on Sunday night was not a white horse, it was a white Lexus. And things that have been done in secret for a long time was the season where God decided to really bestow honor. And I'm just overwhelmed by God's faithfulness. And with this, I want to tell you and encourage you to continue to be faithful to God. Forget about who's looking and what they say and what they think. You know for a fact that we have gotten a backlash for standing strong for God. But the man who stands strong for God, God will stand strong for him. Amen? And, and so you pursue the greatest outpouring, not of a, of a horizontal outreach of what men could do, but raise your hands to the heavens. When, when Abraham had done great things, uh, one of the kings, uh, the local earthly kings came over and says, listen, I want to bestow upon you all these things. He says, not a shoelace, not the most minimal expectation of anything that could come this way. He says, for my hands are raised to the heavens, and I'm, I'm waiting for my reward that comes from my God, who's faithful, faithful and extreme. And so our rejoicing is not in the lapse. Galatians 6.9 says, do not grow weary. Do not let... Uh, false expectation. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. When, you, when you, what's coming doesn't come fast enough, you get like, man, this is a bummer. I'm going to throw it. Listen, let us not grow weary. Why? Because doing good gets you tired. Some of you aren't tired because you haven't done anything good. Okay? But doing good makes you grow weary. And he says, let us not grow weary while doing good for in season. In the right time, at the right place, to the right people, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I promise you, the Bible says in Isaiah 3, tell the righteous, it will go well with them. It will go well. You're going to see the promises of God fulfilled. I thank God for Claudio. Claudio did such an amazing job with the decorations, all these things here. Um, at, the, at the celebration hall, uh, just everything through the roof. We think Westwood Christian let us borrow their flags, so we were able to have a parade of the nations, and that was a, a benefit. Um, we have uh, uh, Alfonso and Raquel. They, they own a production company. They did all the videotaping on HD. 
Um, three years ago, he's a producer for one of the Telemundo shows, and he was going through a divorce and a separation with his wife, and they saw, somebody saw the Savior marriage sign, and they came to the church, and God, lo and behold, saves their marriage. And so he's so appreciative. He says, Pastor, I want to film the whole event with my production company, my cameramen. And so we have this footage preserved because this young man wants to be grateful to God. His, his two daughters think this place is the greatest place on earth because it brought their parents back together. And so we thank the God for that. I'm reminded years ago we, we had similar signs like this. Um, we decided to go out to the um, Orange Bowl Parade. And uh, we wanted to, to take our float out there. And the fir- first float we did, we won best lights. And the second one we did, uh, we won uh, best float overall over the city of Coral Gables Police Department, the fire department, the banks. We beat Wachovia. We just, we just put a spanking on everybody to show that, that we did that big arc, the Noah's Ark. 80 animals, 160 pairs, right? Um, uh, Male and female. We had horses. We had zebras. Uh, we had um, sheep, peacocks, flamingos, uh, lions. Uh, we had all sorts of things. Paulette, what were you? A bumblebee. We had a bumblebee. Um, and we just, 80 animals. Uh, Dr. Molina was the ant. Uh, he says he wanted to be the smallest of God's creation, but not the least. And one, something funny happened. And I, I think this was prophetic and it was crazy. But as we marched down... Um, the first block of Coral Gables, something happened to our float. This letter here fell off. And we, we, we did the whole five miles with hanging the world. And it was prophetic. You want to know why? Because the Bible says because Noah moved in obedience to God, he condemned the whole world. Because somebody stands up to do what God wants, everybody else is in trouble. Why? Because if one man could listen to the voice of God and be obedient, they all can. And so that was, that was hilarious. I felt so bad. I mean, how could we boast in hanging the world, you know? That was crazy. But we didn't notice till the very end. But we're still changing the world here. We're not hanging the world. Amen. Uh, we celebrate our God. He's the most amazing God. That's why, that's why the first commandment is to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. I, I mean, in the meter of serving God, where are you? Some people are giving God left, nothing, and some people are giving God leftovers. He's not a God of leftovers, my friend. You do not want to bring to God the tattered and torn things. You present the best things so that he blesses the rest of your life. And, and some of us, I was blessed to see the testimonies, um, the, the ordination of these four men uh, that are solid. Are you going to throw these guys like they do the Navy SEALs anywhere and they're going to they're raise up the kingdom of God? Amen. So you could throw these men without anything. Just in the middle of nowhere, you just throw them out there and all of a sudden, the kingdom of God is going to flourish. Amen. Uh, like Aaron's rod. It's just going to, it has God all over it. Um, let's go ahead. And it's all right. Man, we're done. It's 11.30, man. I think we just entered into eternity. And it's just, I just want to share just one verse this morning. Father, I thank you for your goodness in our hearts. 
Give you thanks for your faithfulness, Lord. Even when we remain not faithful, you remain faithful because you can't deny your character, oh God. We give you thanks for your saving grace that has appeared to all men, teaching us to deny worldly, ungodly lust and desire for the things of this world and that we would desire you above all things. Father, give us a heart to understand this one verse this morning. And let this verse be foundational in our hearts forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Isaiah, quickly, 38, verse 18. It's not going to be long. But the Bible says in Isaiah 38, 18, hell cannot thank you. The life hereafter cannot be an opportunity to thank the Lord. And death cannot praise you. Those that are dead will not be able to praise God. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your truth. I want you, in all your getting, in all your understanding, in all your ways, to be able to, to find a way to thank the Lord. The Bible says in Romans 1.21 that because they did not thank the Lord, they were given up to a dark mind. Although they knew him, they did not glorify him, and they were not thankful. They became temporal in their thoughts, and they, their hearts became darkened. My friend, I want you to begin to praise your God who can do all things, omnipotent God, who is he's lavishly poured upon us things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men. In my book, Restoring the Gates that Prevail, I write in the fountain gate that we have been most miserable of all peoples because the Lord says, Behold, look heavens and earth and be shocked at how my people run to broken cisterns, to places that have no provision, and they have forsaken the only one and true God. All our resources, all of the inventory of the abundant life. John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, The devil came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it in an abundant portion. My friend, I think that a lot of the things that we're suffering nowadays is because we have forsaken God. All it takes is one person to ruin a whole family. I remember being about 19 years old and... And I remember struggling in my Christian walk and, and, and having the burden that if I messed up, my whole family was going to suffer my rebellion and disobedience. It takes one person in a family to cause the hand of God to be withdrawn. That's, that's the teaching we have when they were going up against a small city of Ai. In Jericho, somebody had taken somebody, something secret, a Babylonian mantle and a piece of gold and had hid it. When the Lord says that everything was to be remain consecrated and destroyed. This man, Achan, he grabbed something hidden and walked away and nobody knew about it. When they went out to battle at their next town, they lost miserably, even though the enemies were a lot smaller than Jericho. God did not go to fight the battles of his people because there was one person, one person holding back the blessing. And I don't want it to be you. I don't want it to be you and your family. You have a great heritage of blessing. I don't want it to be you and your marriage. I don't want it to be you in this church. I don't want it to be you in this city. And Lord, it holds us all accountable personally. And I, I want to encourage you today that you find a way to celebrate God. Find a way to, to raise up the banner for the Lord. He says you're to, 
You're to celebrate the festivities. In Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27, it says, When they dedicated the wall of Jerusalem, this is the reconstruction of a place of ruins. It says they called out the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem. Say with me, to celebrate the dedication with gladness both with thanksgiving and singing, with cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps. Verse 28, it says, The singers were also brought together from every region around Jerusalem, from the villages of, of, of those places to be able to, to glorify God. To glorify God. I really believe that God is going to take what he's done in here in the last week inside these four walls to the city of Miami and around the world. I really do. I really think that we, we remain faithful to serve God with excellence in this place. Uh, one of the reasons we don't pick up tithes and offerings here is because we refuse to serve God with a people that is stingy, with a people that are ungrateful, with a people that don't acknowledge his presence. Man, if you need to be begged to give God, you're in a poor state. You're in a miserable state. Because God lavishes his abundance upon us at levels that we couldn't even afford. If we tried, listen to me, what happened this week. If we tried to remunerate God economically, we couldn't afford it. We would have to have barrels in here. We would have to have pickup trucks to be able to, to return gratefulness to God in what he has done these last couple of days and obviously for the last 15 years. And so... Uh, you'll see people go to rock concerts and they'll go see Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez and the front seats are the ones that are most expensive than people want. But look at the front seats in this house. This is, this is an expression of our offering God our best. It's sick. People get to these athletic Games to see the Miami Dolphins and to see NASCAR, and they get there three hours early to do something called tailgating. And we run the last minute into the house of God, and we leave the last minute right after. Listen to me. That's a condition of poverty in the heart of man. We would have to get here at 6 o'clock in the morning, and some of you do, to sit there and be, what is God going to pour out to us today? To be in his presence one single moment. David says better to be in his house one day than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. We need God to revive our hearts. We need to truly celebrate God. The preparations in his house. The Bible says the queen of Sheba came from a far land to witness what she had heard of the splendor of the Lord. And when she got there and she witnessed, you know what she witnessed? She didn't witness some yellow dust. She witnesses God's servants all finely arrayed. All working in their strength. This week has been a manifestation of everybody expressing. Have you guys noticed those flowers? You can't find those flowers in the best places in Miami. That's somebody that has a gift that has brought her best to God. If on the way out, you watch the ones that are out front. Because she didn't just do this one. Um, she did one that's out front. She says, Pastor. The yellow is the globe. It's the world we're changing. The blue are the wings of an eagle. I said, yeah, you go, girl. You go. You give God your best. Let everything be done for the glory of God. Whether you eat, you drink, you sleep, do it all for the glory of God. 
And yet some of you are going out to be prodigal sons, prodigal daughters. You're eating pig slop. You're looking for leftovers from this world. This world has no glory. The glory of the world passes, but the glory of God abides forever. God's goodness, listen to me. I, I really feel these last 15 years have been like 15 minutes. They've gone by like that. And I, I see all my friends living for other things, and that glory fades. That glory fades, but the glory of God continues to increase, ever shining greater. Amen. And when we stand in the throne of God, he says, come. You knew how to celebrate me on earth. I'm going to celebrate you in heaven. I'm going to celebrate you. And see, the dead cannot celebrate, the Bible says. They don't have any wherewithal to do so. Uh, we have paused to celebrate these last couple of days, our 15th anniversary, but we're going back uh, to get really intensely involved in what God wants us to do. Um, uh, they've invited us this year to go to South Africa, um, and we're excited about that. Uh, we're just seeing God move, and, and he wants to fill. We were reading that yesterday. He wants to fill the whole earth with his glory. He wants, he wants, he says, the vision I've given you is not going to tarry. The vision is not going to tarry. But it is for such a pointed time. And so everything God is doing is in preparation for that. And I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't, I don't look backwards uh, with respect to any expectations from the past. But Paul says, forgetting what lies behind, let's, let's go get what God has for us in the coming days. Father, we thank you tonight, th this morning, Lord. We give you thanks for this house of worship. We want to honor you above all things. We want to perfect our worship. We want to bring excellence to you. We want to return to the ancient paths that bring peace to our souls so we might become the spokespersons of God upon the earth. That you surround us with a wall of covering. That you protect us, O oh God. That we would be the loudest voice of thanksgiving and gratefulness in South Florida. That everyone might see the mighty works of our God in heaven and praise him. Be glorified in all our ways, Lord, that your name would be lifted high in our families, our marriages, that we would speak in season and out of season, that we would give a ready answer for anyone who asks the reason of our hope. We'll give you thanks for faithful people. We'll give you thanks for faithful men and women and, and the young that are on fire in this place. The desire to be used mightily of God as arrows in the hand of mighty men, warriors, that will hit the bullseye of purpose in their lives. Help us to continue to live for your glory, to live for your honor, to see your power, and to praise your name all the days of our life. For we know that surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. And, and Lord, we, like David, want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We bless your name this morning. And we pray that anyone who is here, Lord, that they might see in us the desire to, to follow in our example, to live for your glory, to know you, the only one true God, and Jesus Christ, his son, our redeemer and king, Father, Lord of Lord. We pray, Father God, that this word would not be quickly forgotten in our hearts, but that we might perfect our praise and our worship to you. In Jesus' name we pray and the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. God bless you and give each other a big hug, amen, and celebrate uh, the fact that God has brought us here. Amen.